Good morning, America. Well, good morning, wherever you are. Certainly, thank you, praise God, for His goodness and grace. You're listening to SML that is Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is December 19th, 2021. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. Emphasis on that word faithful. We're bold. We emphasize that too. So we can be bold in everything else. We are the church bride of Christ. He's coming back looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. Check yourself. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Certainly we're grateful for you that are listening and those that will be listening later. And so at this time we're going to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Then we'll have our opening scripture and then we'll be in the hands of our songstress. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, for your loving kindness that has brought us this far. Whether we are or were in sin, you brought us out. You gave us a new day to get it right. Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are faithful. Lord God, and that you would shake up the ground, the foundation, the mind of those that are not. Lord Jesus, so their soul may be saved. Lord, I pray and ask that you would touch, Lord God, those that, and bless those that have been, that we reached out to, Lord God, for an opportunity to reach out to souls, Lord God, and those that are, that we were able to make contact with, those that were receptive. Lord, and those that were not, I ask that you would stir their hearts up, Lord. Lord Jesus, that they might have ears to hear and hearts to receive. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, and ask that you would carry us further into your word, carry us further into your work. Lord God, that we might hear your voice say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord, I pray and ask that you remember, Lord, those that are right now that are suffering sickness, ask that you would heal them, Lord God, touch their bodies, those that are in the hospital, Lord Jesus, that you would remember them, Lord God, and their faithfulness there, Lord God, and how, Lord Jesus, what they are dealing with right now, Lord God, you are the healer, 
Lord God, guide the doctors, Lord, in their prescriptions, the nurses, Lord God, comfort them, Lord, Lord Jesus, and most of all, that your will be done, Lord, here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are financially challenged right now, and you're able, Lord God, to send what their needs are, Lord, and whatever help that we are and can be as well, bless us to walk conscious awareness, Lord, and Lord Jesus, and to, to you be the glory and honor. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless those relationships, marriages, and those that are, Lord God, looking forward to starting a new life with, with that woman, that man, Lord God, according to your will, Lord Jesus, and we pray against those spirits that would fight against them. We pray against it, Lord God, Lord Jesus, and ask that you would Shake up, stir up, Lord God, Lord, those that would interfere, Lord Jesus, with what you join together in holy matrimony according to your word. Lord, we thank you right now. We'll be careful to give your name praise and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, America. Today's scripture reading will be the 37th division of the Psalms, 1 through, through 11. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be paid. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall soon be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word. Have a blessed day.
the Lord. Are you free this morning? I hope so. I hope that is your testimony, that you are certainly free. Amen. And, you know, God is so great. He is so great, you know, that, that he deserves praise and the glory and honor that is given unto him, mighty God.
great to see to you this morning. Mighty God, he is great. He is great. He's great. He's great. That's why I don't have to say, come on and give God a praise, because you already know how great he is. <laughs> that's why I don't have to do all of that, because we know God is great. You know, personally, and this is me personally, I don't find it in the scripture, so I can say it. I don't know where it's found at where we come to, where we come into church and we're telling people, come on and praise God. You almost died. You are when when we think about the goodness of God and how great he is, I don't need a bicycle pump. I'm already pumped because God is so good. Yeah. He is so great. Just to think about the sin that he saved, delivered us from is that's it. That's it right there. Uh, you, do you need more? Do you need anything else to make you give God a praise, to, to make you be grateful, to make you say thank you, Jesus, or, or hallelujah, or, you know, uh, what more do you need? Mighty God, I'm telling you, God is so, he is so good, and, and I'm determined. I'm determined. I hope you're as determined and I believe that you are as I am, and that is to see his face in peace. Now, I, I keep emphasizing that. We've been emphasizing that all through, you know, the, the ministry throughout this year, because we know that every day is a step closer to eternity. There's no way to avoid it. Every day, every, hour, every minute, every hour, every, you know, that we move forward, we're taking a step closer to eternity. And what a wonderful, from what the Bible tells us is wonderful. What we're experiencing and what we do here now is just all preparation. It's all preparation uh, for that day. You know, we're learning to live faithfully unto God. We're learning to crucify the flesh. We're learning to bring our thoughts and everything into subjection, you know, and, and everything that would try to exalt itself above God, we're bringing it down. So we're learning, we're actually learning how to live in the kingdom of God. That's what we're doing. We're learning how to live in the kingdom of God. You know, many are celebrating um, the, the festivities of the, the holiday season, uh, around the world, you know, and certainly again, saying good morning, not just to America, but to everyone, you know, and so uh, I remember being in Hong Kong and I, I was really surprised because when I went into the, this mall there, and you, you would get lost in this plaza that they have. I mean, you need a, a serious, they have maps to help you get in and out. It's very large. And so but I have video from the Christmas festivities that they had up, you know, and you go places you don't know who all is celebrating, you know, what they're recognizing, what they have implemented, uh, you know, into their culture. And of course, you know, when you think about it, uh, uh, that, you know, we're, we're spread out globally. You know, the, the everything that dominates you know, uh, here is dominated, is some, there's a touch of it worldwide someplace. Someone that used to live here uh, in 
on this continent has moved to a different continent and they took with them the culture and different things that they had there here with them. And they introduced it to someone. Well, so forth as in the same in, in sanctification or the call of Christ, people that were exposed then, as Jesus told them to go out and preach remission of sin and repentance in his name and beginning at Jerusalem and it spread worldwide. And here we are today, you know, I was thinking on the way in where we are as in this holiday, what we call holiday season, and what it means to so many, and also the lack of the meaning of this. This, You know, people are preparing for uh, the solace season. Uh-huh. The solace season the celebration of the winter that is coming up on. And that was mixed with a um, festivities and, and then it was mixed with, uh, with religion and then they put a cap on it and called it Christmas and some, and others refer to it as something different. We're going to talk about um, not losing it. You know, this is a continuation of, of last week that we didn't uh, complete. And so, but, but pray with me. I'm sure God has more in it for us. And so we've been in the book of Revelation, the 10th chapter. And we're talking about, since, since this is how this day season, we're talking about Christmas. Well, how do you get Christmas out of Revelation? <laughs> and so... We're, we're talking about, um, let, let, me, let me, you know, they said if you naughty or nice, you know, Santa is going to, if you nice, Santa is going to leave you a present. But if you naughty, he's going to leave you a lump of coal. And so if you, if you, if you sanctified, you're going to be saved. But if you're not sanctified, uh-huh, be ye holy because I'm holy. That, that hasn't changed. Uh, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So that hasn't changed. So let's just say if you naughty, uh, there's more than a lump of coal coming your way. And, and so uh, let's hang, hang in there with me. But the Bible tells us in Revelation, the 10th chapter, 1 through 4, and I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a crown, a cloud, excuse me, and a rainbow was upon his head, and his face was as were the sun, and his feet as pillar of fire, and he had in his right in his hand a little book open. He had a little book there, and he set uh, his foot, his right foot upon the sea, and his left foot on the earth, and he cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the thunder, when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. This is John talking. He was about to make a notation of what he had heard. What he had, uh, the, the seven thunders had uttered. He was getting ready to write it down because he had been dictating uh, and writing everything um, that was dictated to him down as, as instructed. But here he said, I was about to write and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal those things 
which the seven thunders uttered. Don't write them. Don't write them. It's a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. Those that are here. Don't write those seven, those things that the seven thunders have uttered. Don't write them. And so my suggestion, my uh my my thought and my compelling again this morning is don't lose it. Don't lose the concept of what God is saying. Don't lose the idea of what God is presenting. Don't lose, you know, uh, what God has presented on what we call Christmas Day. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. You know, Excuse me. You don't want to lose what is valuable. What's valuable to you? You know, something's valuable, you know, you make sure to keep it near you. Uh, let me just simplify that by saying uh, who left their cell phone at home today? Did you lose, leave your, no, of course not. Nope, matter of fact, you played, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we don't leave these phones anywhere. Matter, if you walk out the door, you could be halfway, almost to the freeway, and you'll stop and go back. You'll chance being late to wherever you, your appointment is to make sure that you had that phone with you. <laughs> you, you didn't hear ways say anything or Google map, or, you know, to help you get there. <laughs> or you, you try to send a voice text or, or dial in to someone while you was on the way to, and you realized instantly that there was no Bluetooth connection, device was not found, you immediately turned around. It's valuable. It's valuable. Phone numbers, we lost because we don't remember numbers like we used to. You know, we, we used to remember phone numbers. Some of us remember phone numbers. Other, uh, the newer, uh, the younger, I don't know if they even think about remembering a phone number. They might remember, no, he said, I, I saw, said, no. They don't even think about remembering a phone number. If it's not uh, branded in their heart, at least your mom, your dad, your, that number should be branded in your heart. But any other number, I can I can see, you know, and so, but you don't want to lose it. And it's important not to lose what God has given us. So the, the Bible says, "Blessed is he that read, and they that hear the words of the prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand." Many are anticipating uh, the Christmas day, you, you know, uh, they're anticipating a celebration. And I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm anticipating to, to see what, what, what has been, you know, what's going to come on that day, you know, because we all are participate in, in festivities. But there is another festivity that is going to come. And the time is nearby, is at hand. Now, this at hand is not marked on a calendar. No, 
It's not marked anywhere. It, it doesn't have a, a, you know, it's not rotating on the calendar. You know, one year is on a Friday and it's, it's on a Saturday. You know, it's not rotating like that. It's not marked for you to know exactly the day or the time. However, the date and time exists. It just don't exist with visibility for you to see it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because thou hast kept the words of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour I will keep thee from the hour. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Let me bring my tone down a little bit here. I will keep thee from the hour which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold fast, that which thou hast. You, you have something in your possession right now. You have something in your possession that's more valuable than your cell phone. It's more valuable than the jewelry that you may have on. It's more valuable than that forget-me-not that that someone special sent you. It's more valuable than anything that you can think of that you have in your possession. Because all of those things will eventually fade. All of those things eventually will come to a point where it is not valuable compared to what is to come. He said, behold, I come quickly, hold the fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Don't, don't let nobody take your crown. What crown? Your crown of life. The crown that I've given you. The crown that you have diligently been fighting to obtain. Uh-huh. It, it's been a fight to obtain. It has been a steadfastness that, have, that you've had to endure when your flesh said no. When your flesh said do not do what is right, but uh, feed me, Seymour, you know, uh, feed the flesh. <clears throat> uh, give me what I want. I want what I want when I want it right now. But yet you became steadfast and endured that particular hardness as a good soldier. Therefore, there is a crown of life that has been laid up for you. <clears throat> now, the psalmist says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts. Psalms 119, 4. You didn't suggest it. Uh, you didn't uh, say maybe if you feel like it. <clears throat> if, if you feel like it. Some of us have that I, I feel like it mentality. I don't have to keep the commandments of the Lord, you know, and even go as far as to say, well, pastor, uh, those commandments are based upon your interpretation, not mine. It, you see that in, our, in people's actions when they don't obey the word of God after it's been declared. 
Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts. Keep the principles. What principles? The principles that God has laid out. That thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. To keep the teachings. What teachings? The teachings that I'm giving you right now. The exhortation. The concept. The ideal of God. To keep them diligently. The Bible says, I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with the cloud and a rainbow upon his head. And his face was as it was the sun. And his feet as a pillar of fire. Uh, the, uh, this is, again, a continuation of the five angels who had blown their trumpets. <clears throat> the sound impacted the atmosphere, and we know that everything, um, the sea, the creatures, and uh, mechanical devices and different things were impacted by what went on. There was three woes pronounced, three things that was distressful, sounding, uh, warnings that was pronounced and we and a, a pit being open and creeping and, and so there are activities that are occurring upon the earth during a time that you're receive the crowd mm -hmm. the crowd this is what this is about you, you know uh, I've I, I was so thankful. So I heard someone say, you know, uh, it's not about uh, the image of a little baby. The, the image of a little baby. It's not about this. It's not about this. Uh, what, what, wouldn't this baby be like 2,000 plus years old now, you know, from when he walked? But, but yet we still, when you have a birthday party, do anyone set your infant picture out? Just, I'm just asking. I don't know what traditions everybody practice, but I'm just asking. And everyone gather around and talk about, or do they talk about your life? And where and how they watch you grow up and what it meant and how inspirational, how you may have helped others, what you've done in your life and while you're being celebrated. But that's what we do to uh, Christ, whose biography did not start in a major. Uh, the Bible tells us in John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I believe it's 1 and 14 uh, of John that says, and the Word became flesh, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten Son of the Father. So the Word that became flesh, the Word that preached unto the Gentiles and was believed on, uh, on the world and received up in the glory, the word that was crucified on Calvary and went down into the grave and preached to those that were sometimes disobedient. That word had a beginning that reached far beyond, way further before Mary was even born and was in action in creation. That word then manifested in the flesh 
born through the Virgin Mary, brought a gift to us into the world. It brought a gift into the world. Mm -hmm. It brought a gift into the world. Uh, I believe it, the Bible tells us that uh, that we should uh, that Mary they called his name uh, Jesus. Uh huh. They called his name Jesus, and there was a specific reason for the name that was given. There was a specific duty placed upon him. There was something that was going to be done by him that no one else could do. What a gift. What a gift. What a gift. A gift. A gift that would be that would be carried out to handle what you could not handle. A gift that once unwrapped, a gift that is once manifested will bring about a change for every person that received it. See, you got to receive the gift. You, you got to receive it. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, his name would be, that he would be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And that we would call his name Jesus. For he would save the people from their sins. Not only is it the salvation of sin that we're being saved from, but it is also the pending wrath that is to come. That is the purpose of his birth. That was the purpose of his crucifixion. That was the purpose of the life that he lived, to show that God is not against you, but he's for you. Uh, that God uh, so loved the world, uh-huh, so loved the world that, that he gave his only begotten son. The word became flesh. And that whosoever believe in him should not perish. That's a great gift. You know, you think about perishing. Uh, you know, the, the activities that we may have indulged in, we would have perished uh, if it had not been for the grace of God. Uh, God looked down the line and, and as the man, like a man standing on the mountain and seeing far off and seeing that uh, the need of those that are down the way saw that you would change, saw that you would turn from unrighteousness uh, unto righteousness. And he saw the day that would come that you would receive his word instead of rejecting it. He saw the day that would come that you would say, I want to be saved. Uh, and so God preserved us and God made a way for us that whosoever should call upon his name should be saved. Oh, my God, he overcame the world and the things of the world so that we would also have the power and the ability to overcome those things as well. The Bible tells us that John saw a little book in, in the hand of the angel and he had set his foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. And he uh, saw things uh, that was going to come, but yet John could not write about these things. You know, uh, the book that was given and, and the book that was open had some important information in it. Some information that uh, similar to what we're presenting today. And that's information that will save your soul. Information that would let you know uh, the right direction to go. Information that if you only just open the book up, 
and read it. Uh, you ain't got to read the entire book in one day. But if you just set aside some time, I, I hope you set aside some time this week. I, I know one of the assignments that was, that was given to the church is uh, that everybody complete their assignment. Uh, you know, uh, there was an assignment that was given. And, and so uh, the Bible tells us that we ought to study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, uh, so that we can live uh, a peaceable life, a prosperous life. A life that will uh, lead us into the uh, into the greater presence and the greater glory of God. The Bible said that he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voice. I find that to be the most horrifying. Uh, I'm already terrified and horrified by the things in which I read. Uh, and it's enough. The, to know, to understand the power of God, you can't help but uh, but be uh, uh, amazed. You can't help but stand in awe. You can't help but uh, but uh, want to get right with God. The Bible said, and the seven thunders uttered their voice, and He was told to seal those things up. Well, in order for you not to uh, be exposed to those things, you're going to have to hold on to what God has given you. Uh, in order not to be exposed to the things that we're uh, examining and thoroughly uh, reading about in Revelation, you're going to have to hold on to yourself. Don't lose your head. Don't get caught up in your emotions. Don't get caught up in people's mess. You're not a, 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 a verbiage can for other people, but point them to God. Uh, when someone say, I don't understand, help them find an understanding in the word of God. Don't give them your opinion. Give them what the word of God has to say. And so you don't want to lose it. Now what is it? It's the gift that God has given. For God loved us in such a way that he gave us a gift. And so you don't want to have a panic attack. You don't want to get bent out of shape because things are not going right. You don't want to become angry and upset because it wasn't said the way you thought it should be said. You don't want to uh, find yourself out the will of God because you didn't get caught up in yourself. Listen, uh, I've been holding on. Uh, you got to hold on. Uh, others have held on. You got to hold on. You got to make it through the week. You got to make it through the month. You got to make it through the entire year. And, and so uh, uh, you don't have to. Uh, there going to be some days, some, some days that you float down teary streams, walking through the valley uh, of the shadow of death that, that may seem endless at that time. You might even stumble over a few things to get through the day. But understand this, that God, that you've been set apart for God and flawless in the eyes of God. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 4 and 8, it said, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me in that day. What day? That day. That day when the greatest gift is going to be given. That day that's going to occur in a moment and twinkling of an eye. And that day, that great gift that has been stored up for those that have not lost it. Somebody then lost it and they need to get it back. Somebody surrendered it. And they need to go and take it back. 
Somebody laid it down. You need to go and pick it back up. My God, because the day is coming that those that are holding on to it is going to receive a crown of righteousness. The righteous judge uh, is going to give you not only to me, uh, but all those that love his appearance. Somebody's not going to love the appearance of God because they laid it down. Somebody's not going to love the appearance of God because they dropped it. Somebody not going to love the appearance of God because they surrendered it to their friend. They surrendered it to their emotions. They surrendered it to a thing, a rust bucket. They surrendered it to a bunch of wood. They surrendered it to a job. They surrendered it to someone that said, I love you. They surrendered it to somebody that abused and misused them. They didn't pick it back up. But I want to tell you to pick it back up today. I want you to know that there's somebody uh, that has given us a gift. And that gift is powerful. That gift is marvelous. That gift is wonderful. For the Bible tells us in Jude 24, it said, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. You don't have to fall down, but he's able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless. You don't have to walk around with a spotted garment. You don't have to walk around. Thank you, Lord. You don't have to walk around with wrinkles all in your clothes. Oh, my God, unless you just like wrinkled clothes. But when it comes down to the spirit of God, it said, I'm coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Let me help somebody here. The Bible said that if you don't let go, now I'm paraphrasing this, but if you don't let go, if you, the Bible said if a righteous man fall seven times, God would be there to pick him back up. Listen, when you hold it on, when you're embracing it, when you grab and hold to what God has to say, when you're embracing it with all your might, with all your strength, with all your power, when you're embracing what God has to say, with uh, knowing that his word is flawless, knowing that he's able to keep you from falling, then on that day that you might have a bad head day, that day that you might stumble or fall, that knowing that God will pick you up, knowing that God will reestablish you. Listen, we're talking about a gift that money can't buy. We're talking about a gift, uh, you know, a, a, a kiss that has echoed from generation to generation, that has brought us salvation. It's not a mistletoe kiss, uh, but it was a kiss uh, when death met life uh, and exchange was made. And so the Bible tells us over in Matthews, in the 27th chapter, it, it says when he had, when Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, that he yielded up the ghost. And uh, uh, behold, the veil in the temple was written twine. It was torn in two, meaning that we don't have to wait for the high priest to go in. We don't have to wait for nobody to make an atonement for our sins. We could come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy from God. And so the veil in the temple was torn. And the bottom, uh, the Bible said there was a great earthquake. And the rocks was rent. And the graves opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came out of the grave after the resurrection. And went into the holy city and appeared unto many. What a marvelous present. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God. Something happened on that day. A gift of life. They were locked in prison. They couldn't get out. Nobody had the key. 
but somebody showed up. Somebody showed up with freedom. Somebody showed up with, with, with liberty. Somebody showed up and unwrapped the present, unwrapped the gift, opened up the box that they were all locked in and set them free. Well, the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians, about the fourth chapter and the 13th verse, he said, but I would not to have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Somebody told the church, said, listen here, Christ had already come, but Paul was setting the record straight and said, I would that you would not be ignorant concerning them which are asleep, uh, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. Even so them also which slept in Christ uh, that God would bring with him. So those that have already been caught up, those that was already in his presence, mighty God, those that was all, that is already with him, he's going to bring them again. For this we say unto you by the word of God, that they which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud. What a present, what a gift, what a joy. Oh, the, uh, what's the song? Uh, joy to the world. Uh, my God, uh, the Lord has come. Oh, we're going to be singing a song that nobody else can sing. We won't be there reminiscing about how we made it over. We already know how we made it over. I know that you gave up sin to make it in. I gave up sin to make it in. Uh, you got filled with the Holy Ghost. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. We were sealed until the day of redemption. We're going to be the presence of God. Mighty God, the Bible said he laid down his life. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. We are gifts unto God. We reserved ourselves. We sanctified ourselves. We preserved ourselves. We became virgins over again so that we could present ourselves as chaste virgins unto the Lord. Mighty God, listen here. The Bible says, that those which remain shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord, to meet him in the air, to meet him in the air. Uh-huh. Somebody done told their child, Santa's going to come with a bunch of gifts on a sleigh. Well, I'm telling you that if you, you done told them that and they, some of them are walking around believing that others have grown out of it. But one thing that we'll never grow out of is not a cliche. It's not a trick. It's not a fairy tale of any sort. Uh-huh. We're going to be caught up in the air. Mm-hmm. On a cloud. We're going to meet the Lord with all of them that have already been caught up and those that will be caught up. See, see there is... Mm, hang with us, Revelation. When John, and I love this, and I, 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 I love this. When John was in the vision, he met others. Uh-huh. He met others. Yeah. 
And when he went, he saw one brother that was so illuminated, he went to worship him. He went to bow down and he stopped him. He said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. I'm, I'm using my own vernacular. Don't do that. I'm like you. I'm one of the brothers. Hmm. So there are multitudes that are existing in the presence of God because the Bible said they're coming back with him to catch us up. We that are remain. Uh-huh. And then there are those that are resting in that will be caught up. That will be caught up. What's going to be caught up? Their remains. Mm-hmm. Their remains are going, the remains of the saints are not going to be left here during the time of the tribulation period. So you'll, you'll, whoever, whether related to you or not, but yet they were saints of God. Now I'm not talking about saints of God according to Catholicism. I'm talking about according to the word of God. Where they lived a sanctified life, separated and consecrated unto the Lord. They believed that you have to be, don't be naughty, but be nice according to the word of God. That they would be caught up. Well, those remains are not going to be left here for anyone to abuse, to misuse. I'm getting in ahead of myself. For Antichrist to, to work miracles with and to deceive people. Uh-huh. The remains of the saints are going to be got, caught up, changed. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you just happen to have, oh, my God. Maybe somebody have a heart transplant that belonged to one of the saints and they donated it. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about resurrection of those that are in the ocean, caves, and different, that, yeah. Let's, let's talk about what the word of God is saying. We're not going to play with this. Maybe you have a leg that would, you know, some organ from something. That belonged to a saint of God. Now, God is the only one that can, if you're saved and you received an organ transplant from someone that was saved, and the Lord come, he knows just what to do. He knows just what to do. Let's just put it that way. I'm not going to go far into that until the time comes, but he knows what to do. My compelling to you is to make sure that you unwrap the gift and then don't lay it aside and treat that gift as if it is not valuable. There's a crown of life waiting for you. It's neatly wrapped up in grace, tied with a bow called mercy, and we refer to him as Jesus, full of grace and mercy for our soul's salvation. Listen, this is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church. And I, I am just really want to encourage you to have a blessed day. I can't stress being faithful 
unto God as much as needed. You really need to be faithful to him. Yes. If you are not in a church of truth or power, find one. Find a church that is teaching the truth that wholeheartedly, you know, and, and understand something. You're not perfect. No one, no human being is perfect. We can become perfected in some areas, but there may be an area that we're not perfected in. But God does perfecting of all of us. So don't look at a place and say, well, there are people in there that are not. No, no. Don't let the devil mess with your mind like that. No. But understand, and certainly uh, find a church of truth of power that you will be faithful to. I stress, be faithful. Be faithful. If you're not faithful where you are, you're not going to make it. No. You're not going to make it. You won't make it. I'm telling you, if you're not obedient in life, you're not going to be obedient in death. And you're certainly not going to be raptured because you're not obedient. You, and so you want to be obedient to what God is saying. Those that know the way, that, that, that know the way, those that know what their responsibility is in ministry or whatever you're in the church, I want to tell you that if you uh, I know scripture said if you fall seven times, the Lord will raise you back up. But listen, that also has some criteria to it. You need to be faithful to God. You need to be faithful. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and this short exhortation. Pray and ask, Lord God, that you would bless your word that has been exhorted this morning. Lord God, in each one that is under the sound of my voice. Lord God, each one that made their way into the house of prayer. Lord God, thank you, Lord. I ask that you would bless a brother. Lord God, as he go on his way, Lord God, I ask that you would secure his heart up, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your word today. In Jesus' name, Lord God, and those that are repenting of sin, we pray for them, Lord God, not just to use those words of repentance, but let their actions speak louder than their words. Your name and praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. With that being said, listen, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, I want to encourage you to do that. Maybe you need to be rebaptized. It's not something we just do over and over again. Certainly, repentance is the order of the day for everyone. And so, uh, get your sins remitted in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Have a blessed day. We're going to, uh, at this time, we have another order and service to go into. And so we're going to continue on. And uh, I pray that everyone have a blessed holiday. We'll be back on Tuesday in the book of Daniel, but not on Thursday. I'll be cooking on Thursday for the family. So uh, with that being said, God bless you. God bless you. Pray for me as I am praying for you. I said, Lord, I...